Welcome to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all. This is the place where we talk real and we live Jesus. Hello and welcome to Ministry Focus. I am your host, Chad Nall, and today we want to discuss some very important scripture for the Christian. We'll be in 2 Peter today, chapter number one, and I really want to talk about a faith that results in spiritual growth. I think that's what the church needs today is Christians that are growing spiritually, and I believe Peter really addresses how to do that here in his, uh, uh, in his letter in 2 Peter. I'm going to begin reading. In, uh, in verse number five this morning, and this is what it says. And besides this, giving all diligent, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. So here we see some very important principles in the Word of God. Listen, where there is life, there must be growth. The new birth is not the end, it is the beginning. God gives His children all that they need to live godly lives. But His children must apply themselves. We must be diligent to use these means of grace He has provided for us in our daily lives. Listen, spiritual growth is not automatic. It requires cooperation with God and also the application of the spiritual diligence and discipline in our lives. Paul tells us in Philippians to work out our own salvation. For it is God which worketh in you. God is working in us. Peter listed these seven characteristics of how to grow spiritually and how to lead a godly life. But we must, hey, we cannot think of them as seven beads on a string or even seven stages of development. You see, the word translated add, it really means to supply generously. In other words, we develop one quality as we exercise another. These graces relate to each other the way that a branch relates to a tree or twig to a branch, like the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. You see, these qualities grow out of life and out of a vital relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not enough for the Christian just to let go, let God do what God will do, as though spiritual growth were God's work alone. Literally, literally Peter wrote, Listen, we, we must come alongside God, and we must, uh, we must make every effort. The father and the child, we must work together. The first quality uh, Peter listed was virtue. You can see this word in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 also, and it basically means excellence. To Greek philosophers, it meant the fulfillment of a thing. When anything in nature fulfills its purpose, that is virtue which really means moral excellence. Moral excellence. The word was also used to describe the power of the gods to do heroic deeds. The land that produces crops is excellent because it is fulfilling its purpose. The tool that works correctly is excellent because it is doing what a tool is supposed to do. A Christian is supposed to glorify God because he has God's nature within. So when he does this, it shows excellence. Because he's fulfilling his purpose in life. True virtue in a Christian's life is not just polishing or uh, 
cleaning up human qualities, no matter how fine they may be, but producing divine qualities that make the person more like our Lord and Savior each and every day. Faith helps us develop virtue, and virtue helps us develop, as Peter would go on to say in verse 5, knowledge. You see, this word knowledge, it means full knowledge or knowledge that is growing. Uh, The word used here suggests practical knowledge or that of discernment. It refers to the ability to handle life in a very successful way. It's the opposite of being so heavenly minded as to be of no earthly good. This kind of knowledge does not come easily nor automatically. It comes from obedience to the will of God. You see, in the Christian life, you must not separate the heart and the mind, character, and knowledge. So it's important that we understand that virtue comes from our faith and helps us develop knowledge. The next thing, the next uh, characteristic that we see is temperance. Temperance is the next thing that we really look at in this list of spiritual virtues, and it means self-control. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city, as Proverbs 16.32 would say. Paul, in his letters, often compared the Christian to an athlete who must exercise and discipline himself if he ever hopes to win the prize. So we must make sure that we are under self-control at all times. It's so important. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, is what Proverbs twenty five twenty eight says. We next see the word patience. Patience is the ability to endure when the circumstances in our life are difficult. Self-control has to do with handling the pleasures of life, while patience relates primarily to the pressures and the problems of life. The ability to endure problem people is long-suffering. Often, the person who gives in to pleasures is not disciplined enough to handle pressures either, so he gives up. Patience is not something that develops automatically. We must work at it. It takes time. I can speak from my own experience. Listen, this is an area I really have to work on is patience. We have to expect trials to come because trials, uh, we could, because of trials, we must understand that without trials, rather, we can never learn patience. We must, by faith, let our trials work for us and not against us. Because we know that God is at work in our trials. If we need wisdom in making decisions, God will grant that wisdom if we ask. Listen, no no one knows. No one knows when trials are coming. And let's just be honest, nobody enjoys trials. But we do enjoy the confidence we can have in trials that God is at work, causing everything to work together for our good and for His glory. Next, we see this word godliness. It simply means godlikeness. In the original Greek, the word meant to worship well. It described the man who was right in his relationship with God and with his fellow man. Maybe the words reverence and piety come closer to defining this term, but it is the quality of character that makes a person distinctive. So let me ask you a question. Are you a distinctive Christian? 
This Christian lives above the petty things of life, the passions and pressures that control the lives of others. He seeks to do will, he seeks to do the will of God, and as he does, he seeks the welfare of others. We must never get the idea that godliness is an impractical thing, that it's unattainable, because it is intensely practical. The godly person makes this the kinds of decisions that are right and are noble. He does not take an easy path simply to avoid either pain or trial. He does what is right because it is right and because it is the will of God. We then see the words brotherly kindness. It is the virtue that Peter must have acquired the hard way. You see, the disciples of our Lord often debated, disagreed with one another. If we love Jesus Christ, we must also love the brethren. We should practice a sincere love of the brethren and not just pretend that we love them. As Hebrew 13.1 says, let brotherly love continue. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, as Romans 12.10 would say. The fact that we love our brothers and sisters in Christ is just one evidence that we have been born of God. But there is more to Christian growth than brotherly love. We must also have the sacrificial love that our Lord displayed when He went to the cross of Calvary. The kind of love or charity spoken of here in 2 Peter verse 7 is an agape love. The kind of love that God shows toward lost sinners. This is the love that is described in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love that the Holy Spirit produces in our hearts as we walk in the Spirit. When we have brotherly love, we love because of our likenesses to others. But with agape love, we love in spite of the differences that we may have. Because we have the divine nature, we can grow spiritually and develop this kind of Christian character. It is through the power of God and the precious promises of God that this growth takes place. The divine genetic structure is already there. God wants us to be conformed to the image of His Son. The life within will reproduce that image if we will just be diligent and cooperate with God and use the means He has so lavishly and so abundantly given unto us. The amazing thing is this. As the image of Christ is reproduced in us, the process does not destroy our own personalities. We still remain uniquely ourselves. One of the dangers in the church today is imitation. People have a tendency to become like their pastor or like a church leader or perhaps like some famous Christian that they see or admire on TV or in some other church. Listen, as we do this, we destroy our own uniqueness while failing to become like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They lose both ways. Just as a child in a family resembles his parents and yet is different, so each child in God's family comes more and more to resemble Jesus Christ and is yet different. Parents don't duplicate themselves, they reproduce themselves. When wise parents permit their children to be their selves. So as you go out into this lost and dying world, let your faith show the results of spiritual growth in your life. 
Next week, we'll gather again, and we'll look and see how this spiritual growth brings about some practical results in our life. We'll be looking at verses 8 through 11 in 2 Peter next week. I believe these are practical things that we need as Christians. Listen, if we're going to live out our faith, if we're going to be what God has asked us to be and called us to be, then we must grow. And we must show forth the results of who we are in Him. So as I close this as I close this podcast today, I'm going to ask you one question. And I'm going to leave that with you. Are you distinctive? Do you stand out? Are you different? And as people see you as a child of God, God bless. I hope and I pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Look forward to opening up the Word of God again next week as we gather and talk about spiritual growth that brings about practical results. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Ministry Focus Podcast with Chad and all the place where we talk real and live Jesus. Be sure to tune in next week as we focus on another area of ministry in the local church.